we can all learn from other people. We can all connect with everybody, regardless of who they are, what their beliefs are. It may be something totally foreign to me and that I haven't given it much thought. Uh, but if, if we take away this concept that uh, I genuinely want to know and be able to connect with somebody, uh, I, I think this world would be a much nicer place. I think people would be a lot more respectful to one another and tolerable with one another. Self-leadership can be lonely. It's hard to do the thing no one else wants to do, that no one else is willing to do. But you are not alone. There are others dancing through the fight and laughing as they lead. Let's find them, swap stories, and live through this together. Welcome to How I Live Through This. I'm your host, Ann Roach, and I'm really glad you're here. My guest, Noel Simonello, is the co-founder of the family-owned business, Yes We Van, a transportation company in Massachusetts. He's also spent 26 years in banking and began his career designing software for the Navy's combat control system. I first met Noel, his wife, Debbie, his son, Sean, and the other amazing team at Yes We Van in 2008 when I moved to California, but was returning monthly to the East Coast to visit my aging parents. Although I was really fortunate to be able to travel back and forth, those trips were often stressful and really exhausting. I kept that up for three years with increasing regularity as my parents neared death. And I credit the kindness of those at Yes We Van with one of the reasons I got through that period intact. Noel and Debbie would ask after my parents or share stories of their own experience with taking care of Noel's parents. Every Yes We Van driver taking me to and from the airport became someone I'd look forward to seeing on my return. As hard as that time was, people like Noel and his family made my life easier, simpler, comfortable, and dare I say, joyful at a time of great loss. Welcome to How I Lived Through This, Noel. I'm really glad you're here. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with you. <laughs> Well, I knew I'd have you on this podcast at some point. You've got great energy. And when I landed on the idea of undercover coaches, I knew you'd be the perfect fit because what struck me many times what, that we spent time driving together was how curious you are about people. And so I want to ask you, what, what draws you to people? Um, I think that there is really good in everybody and everybody, whether they are, we talked about the banking, you mentioned banking, whether you're the CEO of a bank or you are a, a young softball player, uh, you know, a girl of 14, 15, what have you, you have something to share. You have an experience to share. You have a perspective on life that you want to share. And I enjoy connecting with these people and hearing what their stories are and asking them to help help kind of explain what their what their thoughts are. I love that answer, Noel, because you're seeing the life behind somebody before they've even opened their mouth. And not everybody does that. That's very true. A lot of people are, um, they can be very defensive. They can be very closed. 
and I find that I can really connect with pe- with people when I make that eye contact with them and make them feel very comfortable by kind of giving them a quick joke or making them laugh about something that we might both have in common. Uh, and I find that that disarms them to the point where they begin to feel not afraid, but a little bit more comfortable with sharing a little bit of their life. Hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned, you know, I had been thinking about having people in your car, but true too with the banking. I mean, both of those situations you're dealing with, you're dealing with people's money or they're, or they're traveling or, you know, and both of those things are really stressful and intense. How, how do you, I mean, here's, here's what I, I'm curious about when people have heard this podcast, you know, what, what some of the feedback that I've gotten is, but, but how do I do that? How do I connect with somebody? How do I take that brave first step? And so what, what I'm hearing you say is, you know, somebody's got a story, you want to disarm them so that you can hear that story. But how do you, how do you get into that space of, I'm going to take that first step. I know I'm, I'm brave enough to be, to make the first move. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a great question. And from my perspective, the idea for me has always been to find that thread of commonality, find that little, little crack in the door that you can kind of put your mm-hmm. toe into and begin to open up and ask them about because it doesn't matter whether they're an 80 year old person or a a young person Uh, they all want to share they all have something to share and sometimes they're just a little apprehensive and when you take that first step and you uh, you know make a make a joke of something or you show yourself and open yourself up especially with a smile uh, people feel at ease they feel a little bit more comfortable sharing a little bit about who they are and what they want to share with you and don't push i mean i don't if somebody doesn't want to talk about something personal personal in their lives uh, there's always something for example when when we met um, you know it wasn't immediate sensation of hey let's share our live stories but <laughs> i when when i heard about your mom and dad I could relate to that so quickly because Deb and I had gone through that with my mom and dad for a year and a half. We spent taking care of my mom and dad as they went through the stages of hospice. And that was that thread of commonality that I could say, hey, let me share my experience with you. And you feel much more comfortable saying, yeah, I I had the same experience. And it doesn't have to be so much with a, a hospice type environment, but really anything. You know, I could talk to people about softball or talk about their banking or talk about life in general because we all go through the same steps in life. Yeah. Yeah. And what, as I'm hearing you say that, what uh, what came to me too was what you did for me and in sharing your experience was, um, and I didn't even realize this until um after my parents had died and and i had some time um beyond that i I felt safe with you guys and 
not just about the driving, but, um, and that was important because I got to say there were many times when I was driving and I was like, I was so distracted by all the stuff that was going on in my, in my heart and in my head that I was like, yeah, it's just to take that off my shoulders was, was very helpful. Probably not just for me, but everyone I was sharing the road with. But the other thing that I didn't realize until I had some distance from my parents' death was how focused on how stressed out I had actually been. And I, it showed up for me in being very focused on efficiency and timing. And clearly I was trying to control something in my life. And so I was really focused on how long it was going to take me for, to get from point A to point B or what time things were happening. And I was very focused on time. And I got to say, like, as the people who were in charge of getting me from point A to point B, no one was ever flustered by me and my tension and my anxiety. And, you know, I'd like to say I kept it together, but I don't think until I stepped away from it, I realized how much I was showing up tense. And I'm sure that comes up a lot and for you. And, uh, you know, it's so generous to, to allow some, to, to meet somebody where they are and to allow them to show up how they're showing up and give them the space to put that down. And you, you guys do that well. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And um, I think it's a very interesting point that you make about being able to show up as you are, because there are a lot of times, especially in this world that we're all, um, and I don't want to say afraid of each other, but there's a lot of tension that runs through everybody, especially when I don't want to get into the political side of things or anything of that nature, but there's always this tension when you meet people and to be able to disarm that person by simply smiling and saying, you know, how are you feeling today? You know, what's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Mm. I think that's a, a great way to start a conversation because once you begin to open up that conversation, you really begin to relate to that other person. You find that thread of commonality and it begins to make people feel much more at ease and in essence, less afraid of the person, but also opening up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I also recognize that that is hard to do, especially when, you, if you can get somebody to that place and then they start unburdening themselves and it's stuff that maybe is triggering for you or like, how do you not react to stuff like that? I mean, I know listeners and I struggle with this myself when I'm not expecting somebody who comes in with stuff and just lays it all down. And sometimes it's a bit of a minefield. How do you, how do you manage that? I mean, it is tough. There are some things that some conversations that you begin to get involved with somebody and, and who emotions, you know, I didn't see that one coming around the corner. It's like, whoa. Uh, but, but in, in, in the same token, you're also sharing that you're vulnerable. You know, sometimes I can, when I'm talking with somebody and they say something that really either impacts me or I can see that this weight has been lifted off their shoulder it can almost get a little emotional for me and me showing that emotion again really showing how vulnerable i am helps them to feel a connection and you know 
wow, I feel so much better having been able to at least get that out out, out there. So uh, it, it is tough. It's tough to manage. But again, connecting with the, that, that person, we will, you got so many rewards back on that. Oh my God. No, that is so brilliant. That is so good. Cause <laughs> I think that's what people are scared of. I think people want connection, but they're scared that or afraid that they're not going to be seen the way they want to be seen or heard the way they want to be heard or that somebody else is going to come for them. And I love yep. that idea of showing your own vulnerability. Oof. Yeah. What, 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 another aspect of that, and I, I'll bring it to um, softball or even to baseball. I have, like you had mentioned, I have four kids. Um, being 60, I've been coaching since my, my oldest, who's 32 now, is, it was five. And as a coach, you see these kids that are just trying and they are, um, they, they're excelling. Some kids don't excel. And when I go to the, all these kids and I pitch the ball, they hit the ball and you just see this giant smile when they hit it come running up the first base line. Uh, to me, that's, that's the payback. That's the beauty of, of seeing somebody who is just so excited about what you've been able to share with them. And I sometimes see that when I talk to other people outside of the softball or baseball world, uh, being able to connect with them through that and see their reaction. It, it really breaks down the barriers. It makes people feel much more comfortable and laughter really helps that you know to see that smile or to get a giggle out of somebody and and it's just worthwhile very very much worthwhile okay have you always been this way because this is like this is like some guru <laughs> shit i like your I, your, I, I i will say this my mom always used to tell me i was my best audience yeah, I, I would say something and I would find myself funny and I would start laughing. Uh, but but again, you know, again, it's that that saying something, not being afraid to say something and, you know, being able to show again that, you know, hey, I'm human. You're human. We're all vulnerable. We all have something to share. And I think from that perspective, people feel so much better being able to you know, share with somebody, but it's that eye contact that allows them to feel a little bit more comfortable. You know, almost like giving a virtual hug with your eyes, being able to say, it's okay, you can come out of that show, and we're going to talk on your terms, whatever you want to share. Wow. Yes, I have always been this way. <laughs> I, my, <laughs> my, my wife will tell me that she hates sending me into the grocery store to pick up two or three items because I'll be in there for an hour and a half talking to just about everybody. Well, I mean, honestly, we need to like multiply you and just let you loosen the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I think to your point, and I think it's a point very well made, is that everybody, each one of us, has that within us. You may be uh, a little more introverted than others, but by showing that introverted self and, and being willing to take that chance and talk, I, I think you'll get those rewards. Everybody will be able to do it. It's not a secret. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I really appreciate the um, the recognition that there's a win-win, that it's not just, you know, that you're getting something back in that moment as well. Can you give me an example of something that you learned about yourself or in one of those moments where you you opened yourself up to somebody and and created that space for them? Um, I, well, I can, I can actually bring it right back to yourself and a lot of the conversations that we had um, surrounding our parents, uh, you know, taking care of your mom and dad really kind of, I mean, it's, there's a lot of work involved with this and it's very exhausting, especially when they're near the end stages. But being able to talk with, with, with you and hear your story and being able to talk about these types of things enabled me to really see a lot more of, um, you know, the grieving process that I should have also done. Uh, and I think I, I see that in myself that sometimes I, I am more, more apt to try to make the, the person I'm speaking to feel extremely comfortable in, in that frame of mind. And what I really need to do too, is to also reflect back on myself and say, well, you know, what this person is saying, I, let me, let me kind of soak that in and, and take that to heart. And I, I, I find that I do that a lot more often now after having gone through the discussions you and I have had. Wow. That's awesome. I, okay. So that brings up two points. One for me is, um, well, first of all, I really appreciate that. And it made me think of two things. One is, for those of us who are curious about other people, it can also be a place to hide. You know, asking other people about their experiences can be a place true. to hide. That is very true. Yeah. But I, I and, and this is where I feel by opening up and, you know, sharing uh, a, a that, that uh, smile with people and making them feel so comfortable to be able to talk about them. I find that I, I, how can I hide? You yeah. know, I'm the one talking to them. I'm asking them a little bit about it. I'm trying to find that thread of commonality. Again, whether they're 80 or they're, they're five years old. Sometimes I talk to little kids and, uh, and I, I get the, the best answers from the kids because uh, sometimes they can be very shy to begin with. Uh, but at, at other times, they can just open up their eyes wide to you. And I think about a, a, a little girl I just met at, at a dancing place. And she was very sure. She actually ended up bringing me a bottle of water and gave me the water and said, this is for you. And it just really touched me because mm -hmm. I've been, you know, kind of chit-chatting with her as we were going through the, all the dance moves. And she really felt more more comfortable with, with me to be able to bring the water up to me. And her mom that was there said, oh, wow, I can't believe that. She's very shy. But I feel the smile that we give, whether it's to an 80-year-old or an 8-year-old, they, they soak it in. They want that attention. And that, that to me, uh, allows me to feel better about what I do yeah. or how I interact with them. Yeah, that made me think of, you know, when you were when you were saying that, you know, some people who are introverted feel like they can't they can't make the first move. It's just it's so much harder. But what you've just um, said makes me think about you really, you know, 
for someone who is introverted, really recognizing that they may be getting something out of it as well, that it isn't just about the other person. And that can, that can be a way for them to open up. The, the other Absolutely. thing I was going to say before about for those, for people who are really great about um, asking other people questions, you are one of those people. Sometimes people don't ask you the questions because as you say, like people are very, are eager to, to open up to, I mean, not always eager, but there is a, if they're, if they feel safe, oftentimes they are and a, a real hunger for connection. And so sometimes um, I was talking about this with another podcast guest, you know, some people feel like nobody ever asks them questions. And and for somebody like yourself, who's always asking the questions, um, you may not get the questions back. It sounds like you're saying that even if people are not asking you the questions, ju just in connecting with other people and standing in that common current, pulling on that common thread, you are able to have a discovery about yourself in the same way that they are because you've asked them the questions. Does that, does that make sense to you? Am I? Absolutely. Oh, it absolutely does. Because again, that thread of commonality, you're, you're finding something that links the two of you together. And while it may not be immediate, when they respond and they actually talk to me about whatever the, the issues are, or whatever questions they might have in their own mind, and we discuss what's happening, uh, what they say has an impact on me because I'll think about it later on at night. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, yeah, when he said this, that only made a lot of sense. Or when she said that, that's, that's a great comment. It didn't hit me at that point. Um, but you reflect on that. And sometimes, you, you know, there, there's the chatter in your brain. You're always talking with yourself throughout the day. Uh, sometimes I reflect on what that person said, and I think a little bit more uh, in my own mind saying, you know, that really makes a lot of sense. I can see how that impacts me. So what they say, you really, you can take that away. Even if they don't ask you the question, how are you feeling? Or how did you, how did you feel when this happened? I, you, you still can reflect on it and you can answer your own questions. And that, yeah, it makes you learn a little bit more about who you are and the direction you're heading. Yeah, that's great, which shows that you're really listening because there are people who ask questions and aren't really listening. I'm guilty of that sometimes. And um, But if you're really taking it in and finding that thread for yourself, it can it can open up something for you you didn't expect. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that you, you mentioned about the listening, I think it's important. I think it's very important that when you are talking to somebody that you're in the moment with them, uh, you know, sometimes people are very distracted, you know, they're, how are you feeling? And they're off to the next, the next thought. And they're not listening to that statement of, this is how I'm feeling. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so really being in the moment with that person and giving them the eye contact that, that we all need as humans. We all need that, that human touch, even if it is just the contact of, of the eyes to say, hey, I am here and, and I am genuinely interested in what you would like to, to offer. Yeah. Showing up that way allows somebody else to to come back at you that way. I mean, no, you really set the standard for that, I would say. 
I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, what do you want listeners to take away from this conversation? It's a good question. I I would hope that if somebody were listening to this, uh, they would they would take away that we can all learn from other people. We can all connect with everybody, regardless of who they are, what their beliefs are. It may be something totally foreign to me and that I haven't given it much thought. Uh, But if if we take away this concept that uh, I genuinely want to know and be able to connect with somebody, uh, I I think this world would be a much nicer place. I think people would be a lot more respectful to one another and tolerable with one another. Uh, I think there's a certain level of tolerance that we don't have in today's world. And, and that goes not only from the, uh, you know, the older generation, even to the, you know, young teenagers who are trying to find themselves, trying to find out who they are. Um, sometimes we may not approve of what they are doing, but maybe we need to sit and take a moment and ask them, how are you feeling? Why are you doing that? Or what does this mean when you do that? That, that type of thing. I think the world would be a much nicer place for all of us. Well, I, I mean, I couldn't have said that better. I don't know that there's anything out left to say. That's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> is there anything? Well, let's hope they take that away. Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to say or that you wish that I had asked you? One thing that I have found with trying to connect with people uh, is that you know, again, everybody does have that that little something that they want to share that they feel they they want to share with others. But the impact that you have on that person by simply taking the time to ask them how are you feeling or what you know what's happening, uh, even though you know I may be walking into a store and spending two or three minutes with uh, with someone that could really have a major impact on their life. They may be in a a bad moment. They may be in a difficult spot. And having somebody who just greets them with a smile and talks to them about really this, that, or the other thing sometimes really makes a huge difference in their minds and how they approach things. I'm really glad you said that, Noel. And I'm really grateful to have heard it because... I stop myself all the time from doing something that would take two seconds. And I just think, ah, you know, I I don't want to, it's too much, or I don't want to get in this person's way, or maybe they won't hear, you know, I doubt myself instead of just instinctively reaching out or instinctively doing something. A lot of times I do do it, but sometimes I don't. And as soon as I hesitate, it goes. And I, I hadn't thought about, the potential that it might mean something more to that person in that moment than it does to me to do it or to not do it. And I, I needed to hear that. So I really appreciate you saying that out loud. You're you're welcome. And I would say that to everybody, take the chance, take the time, say hello. Even if it's just simply hello with a big smile, I, I think you'll, you'll feel better about yourself and you'll make the other person feel better too. And you never know. It might erupt into a conversation that 
you just have a wonderful 15, 20 minutes of discussing anything with anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Noel. I really appreciate everything about you. Thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you. And thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. This has been absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Season 3, Undercover Coaches. This season was born from the idea that you don't have to be a coach or trained in coaching skills to move the needle. People in my audience were saying, your guests are amazing, but I don't have these coaching or leadership skills. I can't do that work because I don't know how to. What if I get it wrong or make a mistake? I feel exactly the same way every goddamn day. And I'm calling bullshit on both of us. Creating a connection, stepping into possibility can be as simple as a conversation or even a smaller step, listening before responding. What's one thing you heard in this conversation that you can put into practice? Start with someone you know if that's easier, and then once you get comfortable, try it on someone you don't. Keep practicing. That's the work. I'll be right here beside you doing the same thing. After all, we're living through this together.